0: Congratulations to all my Chicago listeners out there on an incredible Game 7 win over Cleveland in the 2016 World Series. The curse is over. You can rest easy. Well, once you get over the massive hangover from celebrating last night, I'm sure you all are suffering from. And to celebrate on my end, I've chosen a singer who owed much of his success to the city of Chicago, a place he called his home away from home. back to voice talks and for tagging along with me on my journey to discover opera's most legendary badass motherfuckers today's singer is tita rufo who is an italian operatic baritone who had a major international singing career in the early 20th century Known as la voce del leone or the voice of the lion, he was greatly admired even by rival baritones such as Giuseppe De Luca who said of Ruffo, quote, his was not a voice, it was a miracle. And Victor Morel, the creator of Verdi's Iago and Falstaff said that the notes of Ruffo's upper register were the most glorious baritone sounds he had ever heard. Also Walter Legge, the prominent classical record producer, went so far as to call Ruffo a genius. Born in Pisa, Ruffo was the son of an engineer. He studied voice with several teachers. In Musical America, December 27th, 1913, Ruffo wrote the following. In view of the fact that numerous vocal instructors have endeavored to claim the credit of having been my teacher, I desire to state emphatically that my brother Ettore is the one to whom practically all such distinction is due. I studied four months at the Santa Cecilia Conservatory in Rome under Signor Pezzicchini and was told that I possessed neither voice nor musical talent. Mmm, probably a bad move. Afterward, I received I received instruction from Signor Sparapani for two months and from Signor Cazzini for four months, but as this was not sufficient tuition for an operatic career, I placed myself under the tutelage of my brother. I remained his faithful pupil for six years and am the living proof of his scientific method of voice production. All those asserting that they have been my teacher and therefore responsible for my success arrogate themselves false and mendacious prerogatives." Ruffo made his American debut in Philadelphia in 1912 and sang extensively in Chicago. He reached the New York Metropolitan Opera relatively late in his career in 1922 as Figaro in The Barber of Seville, having enlisted in the Italian Army during World War I. He would give a total of 46 performances at the Met between 1922 and 29. Ruffo's repertoire included most of the major baritone roles in French and Italian opera including Rigoletto, Tonio, Iago, Marcello, and Valentin. Like his tenor contemporary, and Enrico Caruso, Ruffo was said to embody a new style of singing in which power, declamatory force, and rich, chesty tone eclipsed the previous generation's emphasis on vocal grace, flexibility, and technical finesse. Consequently, some conservative commentators compared Ruffo unfavorably with his elegant Italian predecessor Mattia Battistini, who was a master of bel canto and the possessor of a leaner, more silvery timbre than Ruffo's. However, according to modern-day critics, the difference between the two great baritones was not quite as clear-cut as some have suggested in the past, because both Battistini and Ruffo displayed exceptional vocal agility and control, plus the ability to sustain a long legato line. Both of them also favored a virile interpretive style. Rufo's forceful singing was perhaps not conducive to vocal longevity and his vocal decline began relatively early, about 20 years spent at the top of his profession. I wouldn't call that early. Perhaps the seeds for Rufo's early decline were sown in the fact that he was largely self-taught. Rufo himself seemed to recognize this and he refused to teach voice after his retirement, stating, quote, I never knew how to sing. This is why my voice went by the time I was 50. I have no right to capitalize on my former name and reputation and try to teach young Youngsters, is something I never knew how to do myself. However, as Rufo's decline started around 1924 to 25, this means that he had a very respectable 26 to 27 years in good form, which is remarkable by any standards. Yeah, so I don't, under, you know. You're your own worst critic, I guess. Rufo was a prolific recording artist. He made more than 130 records both acoustic and electric, first beginning in 1906. Then, upon arriving in the United States in 1912, he began his long association with the Victor Talking Machine Company, which concluded in 1929. As was the case with Caruso, Rufo's voice recorded exceptionally well. It was so rich and resonant that even via the primitive acoustic recording process, much glory remains to be heard. It is widely considered that Rufo made records at his peak of two arias which stand out as exemplary examples of his voice and style. The first example is the Brindisi from Hamlet, the cadenza of which demonstrates his astounding elan and breath control. The second is the unaccompanied Alerta Marinar from Meyerbeer's Lafricaine, which exhibits the resonance, power, and brilliance of his upper register, which we will hear right now. i right. That's it for this special episode of Voice Talks. I hope you've learned something interesting on this installment of BAMF and that you too will forever refer to Titarufo as one of opera's most legendary badass motherfuckers. If you enjoyed this or one of Voice Talks' many other episodes, be sure to check out the website where you can see all the main shows, post games, and badass motherfuckers. Read the show notes, connect socially, and support the show. Supporting the show is what enables me to bring you consistent and entertaining content with some of the greatest living and legendary singers on the planet. Providing support is super easy. First, I hope all of my listeners will subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you might be listening to it. It's the easiest and most profound way to help this show. Now you can do your normal shopping on Amazon to provide a kickback to the show. Simply visit voicetalkspodcast.com store, click one of the featured products, which you do not have to buy, and continue on to your normal Amazon shopping needs. I add new rel- Relevant products daily, including the autobiography of Tito Rufo, in case you're interested and would like to know more about any of the singers or products in which I talk about. Also consider subscribing on Patreon or just simply leaving a donation through PayPal, links to which may all be found on the website at voicetalkspodcast.com.